0: are now tuning in to the Mind Body podcast, where you will go behind the scenes of how the mind of successful entrepreneurs, experts, and true leaders really works. Here you won't just listen, you will understand the guiding principles to create massive change in any area of your life. And of course, this podcast is hosted by the strong, lovely, with the sexy Jewish accent, Lidor Dayan! Welcome ladies and gentlemen to the Mind Body Podcast. I'm your host Lido Dayan. And in this podcast, I have a special special guest. His name is Chris Lee. Chris Lee is a transformational facilitator, coach and TV personality. For 27 years Lee has traveled the world teaching and empowering people including world business leaders and Hollywood celebrities to live an extraordinary life. People like Luis House, Hendita Nazario and Nadine Velasquez. So, Chris and I talked about several topics such as developing self confidence, taking responsibility, and creating better habits. So, without further ado, let's begin the interview. Welcome to the Mind Body Podcast. How are you today? I'm awesome for the invitation. I can't believe we finally did this. Yes.
1: <laughs> and I'm excited to be part of your team and your
0: audience. Thank you very this much. Awesome. I'm, I really honored to have you on my podcast and uh, I would like to start by you introducing yourself to my audience so they can all know who is Chris Lee.
1: So I'm Chris Lee and for the last 30 years I've been dedicated to the process of emotional intelligence by leading seminars and coaching individuals and celebrities and companies all around the world, coaching people in the art of living a transformed life, which is a life free of limitations, free of limiting beliefs, free of fears, free of all the things that stop us, that we bring with us from childhood and from events in life. So basically what I do is I'm a transformational coach. So I help people, support people, identify their vision, where they wanna be, and to really identify what's in the way so that they can break through.
0: So. Right now, what you said is about, uh, let's say, the final product, like who is Chris Lee right now. So what I want to study is the journey, like I told you before we started. So I want the the people to actually see the process and not just uh, the final uh, thing. Like we all see all these successful people like, oh my God, they're so unique. So how did you start uh, in this industry, the the personal uh, development industry? What got you into it?
1: Well, I've always believed there was more to life than what was being taught in schools. I've always believed that there were really no limits for us. I've always been that kid that would always talk to people about their problems and about their dreams. And I was always very sensitive my whole life. I went through a series of challenges because I'm from New York. Originally, my parents, my mom's Russian, my dad's English. And they moved us to Puerto Rico, where I grew up, a Latin country, being uh, American, Jewish, and my father ended up abandoning us there, leaving us there. So I've always felt like I've been swimming upstream my whole life. I was bullied for being Jewish in a Catholic country. I was bullied for being American in a Latin country. I was bullied for many reasons growing up in Puerto Rico. And I always felt this need to overcome all those insecurities that that developed in me. And I, when I graduated high school, barely because I was such a rebel, because of course when you are swimming upstream and you're a rebel, you become, you know, you become like a rebel, you, you become angry. I uh, decided I was going to study communications and psychology in college so I could understand my behavior and why people were behaving the way they were behaving. That way I could cope and learn to understand. And through college, I participated in a workshop, a motivational workshop. The first time I'd ever done anything like that, I was 22 years old. Uh, So that's over 30 years ago. And it blew me away because it was all about possibility thinking. It was all about motivation. It was all about uh, how we have the power to create the life that we want. And so that began the journey for me. And after participating in a series of workshops, I found my passion, I found this is what I want to do. I want to help people, I want to impact people that have been bullied, I want to impact people that have no self-worth, I want to impact people that maybe they're at a plateau in their life and they can't get to the next level because there's something stopping them. And so um, the work of transformation, the seminars and the books and the different educational process I went through, developed I developed myself as a coach and uh, becoming a coach, I was certified to become a trainer by this company I worked with and I traveled around the world with this company doing seminars all over the world from Russia to China to Latin America, all over the world. And uh, I finally created my own brand. And then that's what led me to where I am today where I create – I do my own workshops around the world and I do podcasts and I write books, et cetera, et cetera, But my process was really about me facing my own fears, me seeing myself in the mirror, seeing everything that wasn't working, seeing everything that was in the way. And, I, and if, I, if I were to take it down to one word, <clears throat> it's responsibility. When I decided to take responsibility for my life – And stop being a victim that I was Jewish, victim that I was, you know, American, victim that I was bullied, victim that my dad abandoned me, victim that we were poor, we had no money. So I had no self-worth, I was a victim. When I shifted that mindset from victim, which is a person who blames everybody for everything. And I decided, okay, let me take responsibility and see what can I do. How can I influence my life? How can I be better? How can I be different? What can I do that's going to make a change in my life? And that's when my life started changing. So, of course, when you stand in a place of responsibility and you have the attitude of responsibility, you start attracting people into your life, mentors and coaches and people that I call them angels because we're surrounded by angels and sometimes we're too blind to see them. And so that's really been a a key support for me.
0: And uh, we all have, uh, I believe, uh, a threshold, right? Uh, A moment we all say like, okay, no more. I got to change this now. (laughs) So my obsession is like, how can you actually uh, don't get to that threshold? You don't need to to have any uh, wow experience that like shake you and say, oh my God, I got to change because if not, it's going to ruin my entire life, right? So how do you, as a coach... Uh, help people change their life without getting into that uh, threshold.
1: Well, the way by, by coaching their beliefs. I think that the source of every result in your life, good or bad, is based on your belief systems. Everything at the end of the day is a mindset. And so I, I coach clients that are doing great, that are successful, that are not in the place I was. That didn't get there. And like an athlete, you gotta train, you gotta practice, you gotta got be disciplined. And so I coach people on their beliefs. I help people identify what are the conversations that they're having, what's the mindset. Your mindset creates your reality, <clears throat> your mindset creates an energy, a frequency. That frequency creates results. So if you want to transform your results in your life, whether it's financial, relationship, health, attitude, joy, the house of your dreams, whatever you want, you have the power to create what you want, but you've got to create the right mindset. Do
0: do you think it's also about uh, changing identity as um, well?
1: I didn't understand what you were saying.
0: What? I said, do you think it's about also uh, changing your identity? Because uh, identity can be so strong. If you have uh, a bad identity about yourself, no matter what you're trying to change, as long as your identity is not changing, then nothing will change, right? Well, that's, that's what I mean by mindset. Your identity is a
1: mindset. So your identity is a belief. I am X. I am small, I am old, I am stupid, I am poor, I am not enough, I am, you know, uh, I'm not good at relationship, I'm not good at people, I don't dance, I don't laugh, you know, when you you have a, a mindset or a belief that is limiting, it limits your energy and it limits your results. And so part of the work that I do is I help people identify, okay, what is it that you're thinking about yourself? What do you think of you? What's your identity? How do you relate to yourself? How do you relate to other people? How do you relate to life? And by identifying that mindset and doing the work to shift the mindset, because you got to shift your mindset. You have to go from you know negative to positive, from thinking I'm worthless to thinking I'm, I'm powerful. From whatever you believe, you create. And so, one of the problems we have is people feel that they have to feel in order to believe. When I feel good or I feel powerful, then I'll be powerful. And that's not true. You don't need to feel it. You don't need too much credit. We give too much credit to feelings. Feelings come and go. Feelings are a roller coaster. There's something bigger than feelings, which is vision, commitment, intention. So if I'm clear that I'm powerful, even if I feel horrible, I feel weak, and I feel stupid, as I start believing it, I start feeling it, and I start attracting it, and I start achieving it. So you got to believe it, then you do it, and then you feel it. If you wait to feel it, then it's not going to – I don't always feel powerful. Even now, I don't always feel confident. I don't always feel like I matter. I have some beliefs that linger, that hang out, but I don't listen to them anymore. So, what you need to do is you need to replace negative beliefs or a negative mindset with a positive belief and a positive mindset.
0: So, so and what by you're shifting
1: sh- the beliefs.
0: So what you're saying is like uh, e- even uh, if you don't feel something. Uh, So if you just change the beliefs it can because I I, I Didn't really understand because like let's say uh, I Change my belief and I understand. Okay. I need to believe this this and this but most people like you say need to feel it Right. So how can I actually know that uh, I believe in this because we we need to feel it No, so it doesn't make sense
1: I know this is this is probably new for you. No, you don't need to feel it. Feeling is the byproduct. When I get on camera in front of two million people to do a live TV show, I'm not feeling it. That little voice comes in my head that says, "You suck.
0: It's not gonna. You know, people are gonna laugh at you." You know how what people think when they speak
1: in public, like a lot of people, number one fear is public speaking. Because the voice, the problem with your beliefs and your identity is that you have a voice whispering in your ear, talking bad things, saying you're not good enough, don't trust people, you can't, etc. Cetera, etc. Cetera. And so all your beliefs become obsessions. So when you make a choice based on your vision, not based on how you feel. I choose power. I choose confidence. I choose to speak up in public. I choose to do things I'm afraid of, whether I feel it or I don't feel it. Now with practice, then you start feeling it. Before you know it, you start feeling it. But feelings are overrated. You don't have to always feel it. Feelings come and go. The important thing is, what is your vision? What is your why? What is your purpose? Is your purpose big enough to withstand challenges? Is your vision, think about you, what you've been through. You moved here from Israel. You're creating a business. You're creating a new life. I'm sure there's times you didn't feel like doing this. I'm sure there were times that you were like, am I crazy? I'm sure there's people in your life thinking you're crazy to do this. Yes. <laughs> you yeah, know, I'm sure. But your vision, Midor, is bigger than your feelings. And if there's a negative belief, you quickly replace it with something positive. So that really is the key. Replacement, replacement,
0: replacement. Uh, uh. And when a negative belief comes up, shift it. And I want to ask you uh, what's uh, your perspective about uh, NLP, like sub-modalities, because just like what you said right now, okay, you have to have a vision and better beliefs, but uh, with everything that we think, we either see, we feel uh, and we uh, hear, right? So we hear voices and we see pictures and we feel feelings. So how do you train your brain? Cause from Richard Vendland, the founder of NLP, he said that once you understand your brain, you can actually manage it better. So if you feel a feeling, you need to know what is the direction of the feeling and where it is in your body. Right? So same
1: thing. I'm, I'm saying the same thing. It's all it's all in your head. Your brain's not a feeling. So it's a thought. There's thoughts and there's feelings. So the thought that comes into your head that says this is difficult, or I can't do this, or it's impossible, or I'm not good enough, or I'm not smart enough. Once you're aware of the thought, you got to be mindful. Oh, this is what I'm thinking. I recommend write it down. I'm thinking this, I'm thinking this, I'm thinking this, I'm thinking this. Then evaluate it. Are these facts or are these interpretations?
0: And what's yours called uh, about the uh, uh, power of incontentions because uh, I, I remember I, uh, uh, I saw in uh, Tony Robbins uh, one of his seminars he said like uh, incontentions can destroy limiting beliefs more than anything else because what you see what you say more and more time uh, with enough in body so it's more getting to your nervous system.
1: Well, what we repeat, we become.
0: But what do you so say? Do you repeat? say to yourself, and you say it with enough like repetition, like I, I, I am strong, I am power, and you use your body.
1: Right, but it's gotta be a, a ritual. You gotta, you gotta practice it, practice it. Like I said, one of the ways to shift interpretation is when you see the negative thought coming in, write it down. Ask yourself, is this true? Is this true 100% of the time? Is this a fact? 99% of the times, those are not facts. They're just perceptions, interpretations. So then ask yourself, what's another interpretation I could have that would empower me? Oh, I can. I matter. Okay, well, I'm going to believe that one. Because at the end of the day, everything in life is an interpretation. Did you read the book, Man's Search for Meaning with Viktor Frankl? Yes. He was in a concentration camp, Mm -hmm. and what did he find? Freedom in a concentration camp. Why? Because he found the power of perception. He said they could take everything away from me, they could take my freedom away, they could take everything away from me, my physical freedom, but not my emotional freedom, not my mental freedom, not the power to give meaning to something and so he shifted his energy and saw it as a blessing saw it as a gift saw it as an opportunity and he said that people in the concentration camp that were positive were the ones who mostly survived people that were negative like i'm gonna die this is the end those are the people that would die first so there's a big there's a big relationship between mind and body your mind impacts the energy of your body. And so
0: it's it's as simple as choosing positive conversations. Do you do now, you think that uh let me let me be honest about something. The reason why it's so hard is because some of the negative beliefs are so ingrained in our psyche and in our identity that we have a hard time shaking it off
1: because there's a lot of emotion attached. So for example, if you went, you know, when you grow up, when you come into the world, you're a beautiful child and you're free and you're joyful and you're not afraid of anything. But then you have an accident, then you get afraid. Your mom screams at you, you get afraid. You make a mistake, you get afraid. You get your heart broken, you get afraid. So you start creating these walls and these beliefs and there's a lot of emotion attached to it so another thing that you need to do is you need to face where do these beliefs come from because we were not born with them there's not a single negative thought that you were born with we are born positive and we are born free there's actually only two fears that you're born with free or falling One is loud noise and the
0: other is to be thrown in the air yeah. suspended in the air and everything else was learned so the same way you learn this, shit, this stuff you could unlearn it so, you are absolutely right and i want to ask you another question that i see like many people uh, have uh, such a hard time with because in 2018 i think it's so hard to stay committed to something right because everybody is trying to distract you with everything on social media everything So how do you create better habits that actually empower you to do more and become more and make all your dreams come true? Because it's so hard to create uh, better habits today.
1: Having a mentor, having a tribe. When you surround yourself with people that are on the same page, it makes a big difference. One of our biggest challenges is who we hang out with. It's who we associate with. It's the people that surround us that want to distract us, that want us to get off the diet, that want us to, oh, don't work out. That, will oh, cheat, oh, you know, it's the people that surround you make a big difference because we need, as human beings, mentorship and accountability. And I think that now more than ever, with all the distractions, it's important to create a team, a tribe, a tribe of people that support us, that love us and love sometimes giving us negative feedback. And we're so afraid of negative feedback, but I think negative feedback is where the most growth happens. So, you know, you need people in your life that are going to say, Hey, that did not work. That was not right. You could have done better. That's important because that's where growth is and surrounding yourself with a tribe, having a mentor, Reading, reading books, seminars, anything that you can do to invest in your emotional intelligence will support you in following through on any goal, any dream, anything that you want. And at the end of the day, of course, it's up to you, and it's up to you to create the habit. And through practice, they say it takes 60 to 90 days of practice, practice, practice for things to become a
0: habit. And so once it becomes a habit, then It becomes easier but i think that we need to have people supporting us and this podcast
1: is supporting people right
0: now i i can uh, like uh, i i totally understand and but i try to always put my head in like let's say a teenager or somebody that's in a place that is just starting out because for him, all of this can be like, oh my God, this is so overwhelming for me. So you're saying, I need to read books. I need to uh, go po- uh, to your podcast, uh, go to seminar." So there are so much stuff and they get overwhelmed and they just don't stop. That's,
1: th- that's not true. A teenager has access to a computer. A teenager can download free podcasts. There's your podcast. You have lots of podcasts. There's... I've done something called The School of Greatness. There's over 200 episodes that are free. So anybody who wants support can find it. There's also, in school, guidance counselors, and you you know who you hang out with. You know if you hang out with negative people or positive people. That's your choice. So, yes, your tribe, no matter how old you are, you can attract powerful people, supportive people, people that are in the same mindset you are. Because tell me who you hang out with and I'll tell you who you are. So We, have too many, we allow too many toxic people in our lives. So I, I believe that any age, but in terms of the confidence that you need to develop, it's, it takes practicing doing things out of your comfort zone. When you do things out of your comfort zone, like something that scares you, you do it and you accomplish it. Wow, I can do that. That builds self-confidence. When you do things that you believed were
0: impossible, that builds self-confidence. When you keep your word, you make promises. Every person that keeps their word has high self-confidence because they have the conviction of the power of the word. You know. So these are things that will support any age. Yeah, totally right. Like, lately, I had uh, Ed Milet, if you know him, on my podcast. And uh, we talked about confidence, uh, self confidence. And he said uh, the number thing, nominator for self confidence, is uh, actually uh, go after, like, if you say something, then you, like, do what you say. So the more you are, uh, you say something you're gonna do today, and you're like, okay, you did it. So you create more and more confidence in yourself. So,
1: I I said, making your
0: bed what again?
1: make your bed make your bed every day when you get up make your bed
0: next object that I want to talk to you is about uh, your biggest uh, challenge in life and how did you overcome it?
1: my biggest challenge in my life has been myself Hmm. because one, one of the things that I that I have done in the past has been When I do really good at something, I find a way to mess it up. So, like, I'll be in a relationship, I'll be great, and then I'll find a way to mess it up. Or I'll be, you know, on a diet, and I'll be losing weight, and then I'll find a way to mess it up. So, sabotaging myself. And I learned a long time ago what that was about, and that was really about a belief called "I don't deserve to be successful," "I don't deserve to be happy," and. That was just something that I that I I discovered through talking to somebody. Like, why am I always sabotaging myself? You know, why I have all this talent, I have all this power, I have all this ability, and why do I always find a way to blow it up? And a lot of people do that. In all my seminars, I always ask people, how many of you sabotage your relationships, sabotage your friendships, sabotage your success? And almost every hand goes up. And that's been one of my biggest challenges that I have overcome because for some reason I had this belief, I don't deserve it, and it comes down to feeling less than everybody else because I was Jewish, feeling less than everybody else because I was American, feeling less than everybody else because, you know, I was in a country that nobody wanted me when I was growing up. So I felt like I don't deserve anything, I'm a piece of, you know, of, of nothing. And so by really seeing, oh, that's sponsoring, because that sponsors beliefs, I was able to shift it. I wasn't aware of it until I actually started talking to somebody like you. And I was able to identify it and replace it with, wait a minute, I'm awesome. I deserve to have the best of everything. I'm important. And so what I did was, I started noticing when I would, because habits, Knowing it's not, it's, not, it's not enough, you gotta internalize it, you gotta be it. So I asked somebody to support me. I shared with somebody, hey, this is what's going on with me. So have you ever seen me sabotage my relationship, my friendship, it's, let me know. And so I made some shifts, but then I slipped back and I had somebody hold me accountable. I had a coach, mm-hmm. Chris, you're sabotaging yourself. Again, new commitment, recommit, recommit, recommit. recommit. And I've overcome that. And it's been years, many, many, many years. And now I celebrate my success. I'm not guilty for it. I love that I'm successful. I have now created the life that I want, but I worked hard out of it. So it's not like anybody gave me anything. Nobody gave me anything. Everything I have in my life I created. And it took reinventing myself.
0: What you're saying so is like, like you I've actually conditioned yourself. Because uh, it's not about one thing that uh, overnight is going to change, right? So you add uh, what it's called uh, somebody that uh, always c- got you accountable, right? And then each and every single day you condition yourself to become the person that you are today.
1: Like I said, it takes 60 to 90 days to shift a habit. So I conditioned myself for years, not just 60 days, years of practice. And so when you practice for years, and you practice this mindset and you live it, you start attracting something different.
0: And I believe in the law of attraction. We attract to our lives what we think, who we are. And do you think uh, that uh, like, uh, because the two biggest forces in life is uh, pain and pleasure, right? So some people do need to experience more pain in order to get into the pleasure that they want so they will never go to this again. I don't think you
1: need to experience pain to experience pleasure.
0: In order to like, for example, I, I'm not saying like physical pain, mental. Yeah. Have to go through hardship to appreciate something, or go through mental anguish to
1: have joy. I think it's a question of choosing it. You know, I I really do believe that everything's a choice. And you know, for example, I've never, you know, there's certain things in my life I've never experienced pain or anxious, you know, anxiety about it, and I've had total success in those areas. I don't need to know, you know, that if I burn my hand it's going to hurt I know that so I don't have to put my hand in the fire to go oh it's going to hurt now so I don't think so I think in some cases some people are very stubborn they need to hit rock bottom they need to hit their head against a wall that some people are like that you know and and no matter how many tools you give them no matter how much coaching you give them they have to go through it themselves I think some people are like that a lot of people are not
0: if you could describe yourself in one word, what word would it be?
1: In one what? One word. One word or one role?
0: Word. Word, like W-O-R-D.
1: One word.
0: Yes, that's because of my Jewish accent. It's okay.
1: Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Got it. One word. I am a star maker.
0: Star maker. Nice.
1: I create stars around
0: me. Nice, nice. I like it. Star maker. Nice. Very good. So... That's my mission. My mission is to elevate people... And make the biggest impact to over a billion people in my lifetime. That's amazing, man. So, what would be your legacy that you would like to live? Legacy of impacting people's lives, transforming people's lives.
1: That people's lives are better because I was in it. That my words and my messages and, and everything I left behind teachings and books and podcasts and TV shows and all of my energy, my effort has a multiplying effect so that what I give people, people pay it forward and they pay it forward and they pay it forward. None of this is to keep. Everything we have is to give away. If you want if you try to keep something, it dies. And so my message is never gonna die because I want it to give it away and give it away and give it away. And so I want to make every moment count in my life and make the biggest impact so that people's lives are better because I was in it.
0: And what would you say like for, because uh, m- most of uh, I, I, uh, like society live in their head, how do you train yourself to get outside of your head and not all the time just thinking in your head before, for example, you communicate with uh, other people and actually be present?
1: You mean how you drop into your heart?
0: Yes. That's a good way you of need looking live, at it. You
1: need, you need to live life from love. When you live life from love, then you come from your heart. When you live life from ego, you come from your head. Ego wants to look good, wants to be right, wants to be in control, is afraid of what people think. Ego survival. When you come from your heart, you come from giving and contribution. And you fall in love with humanity. You fall in love with people. I am in love with the world. You know, I'm I'm a fan. I'm your fan. I'm everybody's fan. You know, so that's why I'm able to really, you know, express from my heart. Because I think that there's something to it when you're giving a gift, you're not subconscious about it. But when you think about, oh, I want something from him, then you get all – then you start um, creating an analysis plan. So it's about love and it's about generosity. And one thing that I say in my book, uh, Ten uh, Principles of Abundance Prosperity, is that when we are generous with the universe, the universe will be generous with us. So I'm always giving more than I'm asked. And I love it, I love doing that. I love giving. That's why I'm energized, I'm alive and I got energy. And so that to me is the key to uh, dropping into your heart.
0: I think most of us realize it uh, a little bit later in our life. Don't you think like in our 30s or 40s, for example? Because when you're in my age, for example, let's look back when you're about 25, 26. How uh, were you different? Were, were you more... Uh, Ego driven or love driven.
1: Well my shift happened at twenty two, so you know, I'm a bad example. I, I became a trainer in twenty three. So I was I was transforming people around the world already. I was I was already training. But I could tell you that at twenty two I was completely ego driven. But I didn't have these tools. I didn't have the tools. I, didn't, I just thought that I had to make a lot of money. <laughs> I was like I gotta I gotta make a lot of money, I gotta be successful, I gotta look good, I gotta look you know, I had to have a perfect body and I have to have, you know, date the perfect person and you know I had I had this image of what I wanted my life to look like. But then it shifted. I wanted to be the king of diamonds and I realized that the key to success is to be the king of hearts.
0: Mm. Nice. And so that and, and uh, you just talk about like uh, money, like I, I can say from my own experience uh, Maybe some can relate. I used to sabotage myself a lot in in finance and in money No matter how much uh, I start something then I drop it up uh, again So again, I think it comes from uh, limiting beliefs or identity of how I believe uh, uh, I am so how What uh, what would you tell to people that have uh, this sabotage with their money and they want to do more and they keep like up and down there?
1: Well, I have a belief that self-worth equals net worth. So how you value yourself? You're going to value money. You don't value yourself, you're not going to value money. If you think that you're value less, then you're not going to be able to attract money. So the more valuable you see yourself as for real, the more self-worth you have, the more confidence you have. And self-confidence comes from being aware of your gifts, being aware of all the amazing things that you, you know, we are all billionaires already. We just don't know it. You know, it comes from gratitude. And when you're in gratitude and self-worth, then money is just energy you'll attract it you'll attract money you know I'm not saying that it's not like like the movie the secret close your eyes think of money it's there no I'm talking about a practice over time over time the more worth I see the more value I see think about it if I have a high self-worth and I'm generous and loving and I go in for the job a job interview I'm gonna project that and people are going to want to hire me if I have no self worth and I think I'm worthless, and I go to a job interview and I'm desperate, like I have to have the job, they're not going to hire me. You know, the energy you put out is what comes back. And so, I believe that we all have the power to create the money that we want in our lives. I've coached people for years to create millions of dollars, but not—I don't coach them on money. I coach them on self worth. I coach them on on mindset. You know, a perfect example is Lewis Howes. You know, when I started coaching him, he only had 200,000 downloads in his podcast. Now he has 2 million downloads a month in his podcast. That was me coaching him for the beginning, four years of coaching. He was writing books on the web. So he would write a book and he would publish it himself on the web. And, you know, sold a few copies, shifted his
0: mindset and became a New York Times bestseller. So, I just think that your self-worth, back to the the point, self-worth equals net worth. Do you think also self-worth is related to how much uh, you win in life? Because... I think you need to win in life in order to have this, to build that self-esteem. Because many people like when they're like losing, 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 eventually they drop their energy and like they say like, ah, why will I uh, start again if uh, all the time I'm just losing?
1: It's backwards. You're losing because you have no (laughs) self-esteem. It's not losing 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 yourself no you lose because you have no self-esteem. You get it backwards. when you have self-esteem and self-confidence and you have self-worth, even when you lose, it won't matter because it won't define you because I'm awesome and this is just a breakdown and I'm gonna learn from it and it's a blessing and it's a teacher and so it's not gonna it doesn't affect me. It doesn't it doesn't take my energy away. It's only when I'm defined by my failures that it affects me. If I am my failure, then I'm, I'm screwed. But if I if I'm awesome and my failure's over here, then oh there it is. Oh da 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 da. Yeah, move on. So self-worth over time you start winning and winning and winning
0: and winning and winning. But then it's go back so again to I that move, uh, you say like Okay, you don't need to feel it. So, how uh, do you know you, are, you have that self-worth? You don't need to feel it in your gut. You just say it and like, what? It's, it's, it comes from gratitude. You don't
1: need to feel it, but you need to be aware of that no matter how much you lose, it will never compare to how great you are. It will never compare to the fact that you can see that you can walk, that you can talk, that you have special gifts that you wouldn't trade for a million dollars. Are you a caring person, yes or no? Of course. Okay. And if someone said, I'll give you a million dollars
0: and turn you into the coldest person in the world, would you give them your caring? Well, If if somebody gives me a million dollars for what?
1: If someone said, I'm going to take the caring part of your brain and your heart forever. I'll give you a million dollars and you'll never be caring again.
0: Would you trade it? No. There you go. Of course not. So you have something that's worth a million dollars right there.
1: (laughs) (laughs) I'm a passionate, loving man. And you and and those are my superpowers: passion, love. If you said, "Chris, I'll give you ten million dollars, and you'll never be passionate and you'll never be loving again," I would never give that to you. Mm-hmm. If someone goes, "I'll give you fifty thousand dollars, but I need your eyes. You'll never see it again. Would you give it to them? No, and be blind. No." Someone goes, I'll give you $10 million for your legs.
0: No. I, I see where you're going with it. And it's a good way of uh, reframe, it, called, right? So you change the way you look at this. You're reframing. You're reframing. And so
1: it's about appreciation, gratitude. When you are grateful and you are in gratitude, that is the key, the number one key, gratitude. Gratitude is being aware of what, what is everything that's working about me. What's all my gifts from my for my body, my life? How about being alive? You know, you wake up every day. I'm alive. So what's that worth? So that's why I say to people, you're billionaires already. You don't know it. You don't know it, you're a billionaire. Mm-hmm. And,
0: and so gratitude opens the door to abundance. I think it comes down to like where we live every single day, don't you think, like our habitual emotions. If I all the time uh, tend to be stressed, so it doesn't matter if I have like 10 million dollars or 100 million dollars, I will always find a way to get stressed because all people always try to seek for what they are habitually habits are every single day.
1: I know someone who made twenty-five million dollars, and he's the poorest man in the world.
0: Because he's habit. negative, distrust, ungrateful, suspicious, alone, mean,
1: toxic. He's poor. And I know somebody who doesn't make any money. Not now, but they're the happiest, joyful, loving, they're they're billionaires to me. Now, over time, obviously you want to combine that with strategy, with goals, with support, with execution, with planning, but we're talking about the mindset. I don't you just light a candle in my house and go, okay, I'm abundant. <laughs> No, I start with the thought and the being, and I turn it into a
0: goal. I turn it into a, a vision. I turn it into action. I turn it into a structure. I turn it into support, tribe, it and then I have results. And becoming and I aware of oh, that.
1: All the goals I say I'm gonna, have, I'm not gonna make happen, I may I made them happen. And when I accomplish one, I create a new one, and a new one, and a new one, and a new one, and a new one. Life is a journey. I could have stopped working 10 years ago because of my choices 30 years ago. But why would I do that? It's not about the money. It's about the passion, the joy, the excitement. And so my life is is really about where do I want to put my energy to contribute to make a difference. Oprah Winfrey doesn't have to work. But she does anyway. My friend, Arianna Huffington, I if you know who she is, the creator of Huffington Post. She just sold it for over $200 million. She's now the president of that company. She's launching another platform called ThriveGlobal.com. She's doing all kinds of things. I'm I'm working with her on that. Um, She doesn't have to work. So, So it's really about the energy. when you tap into that energy it multiplies
0: everywhere Mm. yes it it makes a lot of sense so i want to really thank you very much uh, for the time that we had and uh, one last question is where can we find you of course for all the people that want to know more about your stuff your books
1: well first my book
0: Yeah, we can see it. <laughs> it's called Transform Your Life, 10 Principles of Abundance and Prosperity. You can find it on Amazon.com. It's available on Kindle, and it's available on Audible. So you can get an audio book or a Kindle book or the book. It's a book and a workshop. It talks about 10 different mindsets,
1: to attract abundance and prosperity to your life. It's incredible. So you can contact me, you can get me through the book. The other thing is on Instagram, at Chris Motivador with a D. So at Chris Motivador, instead of Motivator, it's Motivador in Spanish because I'm Internacional. Uh And also Twitter and Instagram and Twitter and Facebook is same, at Chris Motivador.
0: Great, thank you very, very much uh, for your time, really, really, thank you so much. And you heard it from Chris, the Mativador Lee. Thank you.
1: Thank you, bye-bye.
0: If you enjoyed this interview or any other one from the Mind Body podcast, feel free to subscribe to my podcast at iTunes, Spotify, SoundCloud and at my YouTube channel. Also, feel free to share this podcast on Instagram by tagging The MindBody Podcast. Do you want to be a part of The MindBody Podcast? So remember the fast factor. The fast factor stands for 1. Facebook. Become a part of the MindBody Podcast community by joining our Facebook community just by searching on Facebook the Mind Body Podcast community. Number two, act. Don't just be a passive listener. Act upon what you've just learned by applying one simple thing from any episode or interview. Three, subscribe. Don't forget to subscribe to the podcast on iTunes, Spotify, SoundCloud. Or if you're visual like me, then just search the Body podcast on YouTube. And number four, train others. Cause just like I always says, leaders create leaders and you're all here to grow together and by training others, you're training yourself. So this is the fast factor. Remember it, Facebook act subscribe and train others oh and please feel free to leave a review which will engage all your vac senses and the vac senses stands for visual auditory and kinesthetic which when you use all the three combined you remember stuff much better for more information about my coaching public speaking and taking your mind and body to all new levels check my site at lidodayan.com Till then, never ever forget to smile, see you soon.